welcome to the Destiny Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. Tim and Hannah, right? So my son is a—he's uh, an acoustics engineer. You know what acoustics is? Do you know acoustics? It's um, it's like how sound travels and how we how we um, analyze that and then what we do to um, protect people or make sure that people get as good listening and experience as possible. So acoustics um, engineers <coughs> often design um, have a say in the design of a building from the point of view of um, how it's going to affect people both inside the building and outside the building in terms of the noise and the quality of sound, right? So so he does that. So it's a fairly specialist job. And um, he, uh, they, they've made a life decision to live in Edinburgh, him and Hannah. They really love Edinburgh. They really love their church community. Um, but the job opportunities in Edinburgh is really a city of arts and Glasgow is the city of industry um, and they, they, they wanted to live in Edinburgh so the, the jobs in acoustics are very limited so Tim was working for a small uh, company basically involved in producing specialist reports on noise so he would go into a field right, with a special machine and he would record noise all right, because there was going to be a development near this field and they needed to they need to establish the level of background noise so that they can um, they can work out what the impact of the development might be all that anyway pretty boring. And Hannah, she is um, a speech and language therapist. And that is not a frontline service. So the jobs uh, in that field are fairly limited. So she was driving from Edinburgh one and a half hours to work, to work in a school for kids with special needs, three days a week, and then drove one and a half hours home. So it's not an ideal job. So they decided they would go travelling. They wanted to go travelling before they started a family. So they packed their jobs in and they went off to um, Asia and did uh, Vietnam and Cambodia and Laos and all those places and then worked their way down to Australia because they had friends in Australia. And then Hannah got a job in Australia, speech and language therapy. Tim could not get an acoustics job. Um... Anyway, uh, they uh, Hannah became pregnant, which meant they had to come home, and they 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 wanted to live in Edinburgh. Now they'd left because the job opportunities were limited. All right, and we prayed and we said, God, um, there's a verse in the Psalms. I think it's it's either Psalm twelve verse five or Psalm five verse twelve, and it says. God surrounds the righteous with favour like a shield. You know what a shield is? Yeah? Now, some people would look at that verse and go, oh, well, you're just using God then as a, as a like a prosperity machine. Favour, favour, favour. But I know that I want the best for my kids. And I'll, you know, even in the natural, I'll do everything I can to, uh, to help make that happen. And one of the things I can do is pray. And I can ask God. Um, now, so Tim Tim needed a job in Edinburgh, and Hannah did not want to work in the environment that she'd been in. She wanted to work with tra- vic- trauma victims and help rehabilitate them in terms of their speech and language. Um, but obviously she was having a baby, so she needed a job she wanted a job in a hospital that was within walking distance of their house in Edinburgh and she needed there to be some sort of childcare facilities for Reuben, obviously Reuben's born, but before that, when Tim was looking for a job, we said God, we believe you will give him a choice 
right? A choice of jobs. So he'll be able to pick where he wants to work and what he wants to do. And he ended up having at least five interviews and got offered at least two jobs in Edinburgh with major multinational engineering companies. Um, it was just, I mean, he, he was like, I can't believe this is happening. And we said, well, you know, God surrounds the righteous with favour like a shield. You are righteous. We're righteous. You're in our tribe. You're righteous. So you're righteous. Right. We are righteous. And therefore... God surrounds us with favour like a shield. We're protected by the favour of God. Now, you see, for most of us, that's quite uncomfortable because we live in an environment, don't we, where you don't get anything for nothing. <laughs> you have to earn everything. And there's no such thing. We have a phrase in English. I don't know whether you have it in German. There's no such thing as a free lunch. Do you, do you know what? So if somebody says, oh, come and have lunch, it's free. There's always going to be a reason. Right, they want so, and I don't want to make it sound like I'm just using God as a means to, you know, oh God, you know, we need this, we need this, we need this. However, it seems to me that there's a bit of a principle in terms of God wanting to provide. So, Tim, bless him, got this great job. Oh, and the other thing was, um, they they came back to Manchester, and Hannah was heavily pregnant right so much so that um there was a question mark over whether or not she should have flown all the way home but, but they did so they were based in manchester whilst uh, whilst reuben was born but tim needed to start work now it just so happened that the head office of the company that he was working for going to work for in edinburgh was in Nottingham, which is a place about an hour and a half east of here. And uh, Tim went to university... Uh, Tim had a friend uh, uh, in school called Mark Little. I don't know if you know Jill and Martin Little. Well, uh, their son, Mark. And he lives in Nottingham. So Tim had to do this six weeks training programme. And they said, oh, well, why don't you do it at our head office in Nottingham instead of going up to Edinburgh so he was able to do his training in Nottingham and it was just I'm telling you this because this is my story this is what happened to me you can't take it away from me right and I'm saying look this is what God looks like right okay um and so they they go up there and they a friend says, oh, I know someone who is uh, is moving to America and they've got a flat that they want to rent out. So Tim and Hannah go up to Edinburgh. They don't have to pay an estate agent fee. Ding, 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 ding. They get this flat, this really ridiculously cheap rent, right? Um, and they rent that flat for, well, since, last, since they moved up. So a couple of years, because... Yeah, no, no, about three years. They're renting it. They've never put the rent up. They're, and it came fully furnished. They've got virtually no furniture because it was just... Because the, the folk were just off to America, so they're just going to leave everything. They've got... Uh, how do you pronounce it? Miele, is that how you say it? It's German, isn't it? You know, the posh washing machine. Yeah? Miele, Yeah. Right, so they've got they've got one of them. They've got a Bosch dishwasher. It's got a, one of them Hoovers. I mean, goodness, I just like if you have to ask how much they are, you can't afford them. You know, it's that sort of stuff. It's hundred, and it's, it's kitted out with all this really great stuff, right? And then last year, the family set realised we're definitely staying in America, so. Um, we're going uh, we're gonna to sell the flat. So they said to Tim and Hannah, do you want to buy the flat? Yes, please. So Tim and Hannah bought the flat without having to go through an estate agent, without having to do the whole bidding. Now, house, houses in Edinburgh sell for more than the asking price. Okay, the demand is so strong. And they were only able to do that because Tim had, Tim had got this... He'd, he'd, they'd been headhunted by someone else... Um, he decided not to go, and that had meant he'd got a massive pay pay rise. Um, 
at his company. It's just stunning. So he's, he's, he's got enough money now to be able to afford to buy this flat. So he buys the flat, probably, I think he's just over 12 months ago. They put the, they put the flat on the market, right? It's likely it will sell for somewhere near... He's, God surrounds the righteous with favour like a shield. Oh, you're just money grabbing, you're just money grabbing. No, okay. Hannah, they moved back up to Edinburgh with Reuben. Hannah, at the end of her 12 months maternity leave, is looking for a job. So, part-time, three days a week, in a hospital, walking distance from their flat, with a, with childcare facilities close by. It's not going to happen. Okay, God, you surround the righteous with favour as a shield. Hannah gets an email. There's a job at the Astley Ainsley Hospital, which is half a mile from where they live. It's three days a week. They have an on-site nursery for the kids. And if you if you work there, you get a staff discount. She applies for the job. And we're just like, thank you, God, this is Hannah's job. Tim's going, no, no, you can't say that, Dad. Um... Uh, you, God will give it to the person who, who he wants to give it to and who needs it the most and that might not be Hannah ok oh, all right. that's great it's Hannah's job <laughs> Hannah got the job and uh, got a foot into the NA, into the National Health Service which means I mean you can say what you like about the National Health Service but that meant that when um uh, she was. She became pregnant with uh, Imogen. Uh, she gets the job is kept open for her. She gets another twelve months off work to look after Imogen, and now she can go back to work again, working three days a week. Um, and they found the most amazing um, lady to look after the kids. About five minutes walk from the hospital. Now, yeah. I just I say that because, you know, we can, we can get very consumed with praying. Oh God, what is your will for my life? God, what is your will for my life? I need to know your perfect will for my life. Okay. And if that's how you feel you need to pray, great, you, you go for it. But I, I, I may have told you this story before, but if, if I have, it doesn't matter. I'll tell it to you again. When we go to Scotland to to look after uh, Reuben and Imogen, Reuben is at the stage now where he's like, oh, what are we going to do, Grandpa? What are we going to do today? Right? And it's my joy to say to him, Reuben, what would you like to do? He's, he's, he, well, he turns four next week. No, this week. This week, Thursday, right? And to watch a three-year-old being given the, the permission, the whatever it is, you can decide. Because all I want to do is be with you. And all God wants to do is be with you. Now, he is with you, but, you know, in that intentional way, you and God hanging out, doing, dare I say it, what you want to do. Because there's that awkward verse that we don't like to preach too many sermons on because it sounds very selfish, where God says he gives, he gives us the desires of our hearts. But then there's another verse in the Bible, isn't there, that says the heart is deceitful above all things and can't be trusted. So it's like, um, well, he surrounds the righteous with favour like a shield and you know I've spent long enough trying to work towards being holy trying to work towards being righteous enough right and I made a decision a while ago that I would do it the other way around I would believe I'm righteous I would believe I'm holy and I would enjoy living in the in the uh, 
the reality of that and watch how it changes the way I do life. So, I, I say that because, you know, you're here, you're doing a school, and you may, you may have a clear, that's where I'm going. Do you know what you're going to do when you, when you finish? What's going to happen in July? I think I'm going to study. You think you're going to study? And what are you going to study? Something with business. Something with business. Uh, do you have a, a career that that in mind that that leads to? Not really. Not really. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Timon? What's going to happen? I complete the test, then I will do study sports and mathematics. Okay. So this <coughs> test that you're going to do in Ju- in, Ju- in early July, you got to pass that test. And then you'll study sports and maths. And then what happens? Maybe I'll become a teacher. Maybe. Okay. Okay. Great. And what, what are you doing? Just doing life? Just doing life, yeah, yeah. for now. Right. Yeah. Great. Excellent. And Rebecca's going to buy a boat. And we're going to buy an apartment. Um, you see, I want... Please, I want to say this because, and I don't want it to sound like in any way I'm I'm undermining anything that you've been taught because we've taught quite intentionally and we, you know, continually about hearing God, you know, getting getting used to listening to God and, and, and all that business and then prophecy, prophecy, what does God say? Now, I don't know what you've been taught about prophecy, but I just want to give you my take on it for five minutes, if that's all right. Um, I used to think it, it was quite scary, right? Because, only because you're asking me to somehow hear from heaven and say something that the person is going to go, oh, that's God, right? And it's got to be so utterly profound and life-changing or, or you know, um, so so directional or whatever. And, and then you think, oh, well, what happens if you say something and either they can't do it or they don't want to do it or, or whatever? Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't look at it like that anymore. I look at prophecy in that sense as an invitation have you what's the, what's the best invitation you've ever had Jesus' friend <laughs> okay okay great that's a great invitation well done um, invitation to I don't know come on Let's think. Uh, Have you ever been like an offer, like um, an invitation? Yeah, an offer. Yeah. So I got the um, the Olivier Awards. I got asked to present the medals one year. Wow. Where was that? So on the uh, Royal uh, Royal Opera House stage. Wow. So I was like working with the celebs who'd go and give the speeches, right. and then I'd go and be the model who presents the awards. Oh, wow. Right. Okay. It was just a really great offer. Right. I was really excited about it. Had you, did, you have to, did you have to do something in order to no. be no, no, I just, um, accept, acceptable? No. Oh, right. Okay. I just got asked by you the just executive producer who saw me in a show a few weeks before or something. Right, okay. Before. Okay, so, excellent. Didn't need to do anything. Just got just got offered. Mm. You're, on the other hand, Timon, your place at university, college, yeah? You've been, that place is there, but you've got to pass a test. What about your place at college? Um, I mean, one of them is open. One right. of the places I right. can imagine to go to. And I think the other two um, 
I've just I don't know how they pick the students out. Right. Okay. <laughs> you see, I. What's the best invitation you've ever had? Um, I got uh, asked to go to Bhutan and somebody paid for me. Wow. And it's very expensive. We got offered, um, we got upgraded once flying to America, business class. And we didn't qualify. We did not qualify, but we had a friend, we still have a friend, who had so many air miles, he could waste a few <laughs> on upgrading us. It was the funniest thing. We flew, there's a point to this, there's a point to the story, honestly. Okay. So we flew down to London with British Airways, and then we're flying British Airways from London to San Francisco. And I, we'd never flown business class. I'm like completely clueless. So I walk up to the, I walk up to the lady at the, at the, um, at the gate, and I say, "Excuse me, madam, I've never flown business class before. Um, what does it entail? You know what? You know what? What happens?" No, I, I don't want to be missing out on anything here. You know, if I, if I should be sat in some, yeah, if I should be sat in some lounge or having a, sh- and do you know what she said to me? She looked me in the eye. She said, Sir, "It means you're going to sit in a seat that costs four thousand pounds." Okay, well, that's a great piece of information that that just intimidates me even more now. Especially when I spilt my book spears on the chair. <laughs> so we got champagne and orange juice, and I was so excited by it all, I ended up pouring it all over the seat. <laughs> the, the, the seat that goes flat. <laughs> but we flew business class. But we didn't qualify for that offer. But we got given it. Right. Now, this. I'm just trying to give you some examples, right, of. Invitations, offers, okay. Because um, so so the the sort of prophecy is an offer, it's an invitation into something from God, okay. But I want to say that God just loves you a hundred percent because He loves you a hundred percent, and. The prophetic word is there as an invitation. It's not a do it or die thing, okay? It really isn't a do it or die thing. Okay, so our son, grandson, Trace, who just arrived yesterday, um, just over 12 months ago, uh, they, um, his mum needed to, to move him from one school to another school um, because uh, the school that he was in they were they were struggling a bit in terms of all sorts of things that were happening, um, and he was advised to go to a different school to uh, get a better education. So his mum found this found this other school, okay, and it's it's almost two miles away. Uh, so do, do do you have cap, we call them catchment areas for a school? So if you live close enough to the school you automatically go to that school but if you live outside that that sort of boundary you have to apply now this school that they're applying for uh, trace lived outside the catchment area they only take like five percent of pupils who live outside the catchment area he was um, uh, he missed the deadline for applying. Mm. Hang on, I'll get you the list. Okay. Okay, here we go, here's the list. Oh. Ha! I didn't make the list. Anyway, there was there was a list of things that that made it very unlikely that he would 
he would qualify in terms of they were late with the application, he lived outside the area and this, this and this. But he, he got accepted, which was we were very happy about. He got accepted. Um, now, acceptance, team, on, on your course is conditional, yeah? You may be able to pick one that isn't so conditional. Sorry? I hope so. I hope. And Josh got a great invitation that wasn't conditional. But in most areas of life, our acceptance, right, our being accepted is has conditions. So if you think about the friends that you choose to have, and and you offer friendship, don't you? Right? So do you want to be my friend? Well you don't you don't tend to offer friendship to strangers, do you? You know? Would you you're like complete stranger? go out the door today walking to say or go up to a random young young guy and say hey excuse me I'd really like you to be my friend would you do that no okay so your acceptance of that person as a friend is going to be conditional isn't it you're going to get to know them yeah and you're going to see if you like them and um so what I'm trying, because I'm, th- we're thinking this morning, and we've we've not done a we've not done a song, but it doesn't matter. We'll do a bit of talking, then we'll have a break. Um, I don't want to don't want to bore you by talking for too long, right? Okay. So just thinking about acceptance, that word acceptance. Most of the time, it is conditional, isn't it? So to get into drama school, you needed to. Yeah. All weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Auditions, right? And and you've taken some exams already, haven't you, um, uh, Marek? So those grades that you've got are probably part of the reason you can now get into college. You see, I, as you as you may or may not know, I love playing golf, and um, I, I in my when I was at school, I studied and I played golf. I got quite good at golf. <laughs> now, up until 16, uh, our school system is quite um, organised. You do lots of different subjects. I don't, I don't, is this how it happens in, in Germany? So you do, you do chemistry, you do maths, you do English, you do physics, you do history, you do geography, you do and you do a bit of each of it so it's really great because you don't get bored but then once you've done all those exams and got really great grades, if you then stay at school for another two years and you do these ad- like advanced courses but you only do when, when I was at school, you only do three of them and you do three of them for hours on end, every week I'm just I wasn't, you know, I was not very motivated. However, I was very motivated when it came to the goal. Right? So, um, I wanted a, I wanted a job, and I've probably told you this before, but I wanted a job where I could play golf. Okay, and I chose banking. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a bank manager, right? And I'm going to join a bank. They, they have, I don't know whether they do this in Germany, but the banks and probably other companies, um, they take, they have special programs for people who have finished university and got a good grade. And they're like the ones who are, and you get an offer from them. You're like, you're going to be way up, way up. So I was going to get one of those, I was going to get one of those jobs because. I, I reckon that the higher I got up, the more I'd golf I would play. See. So, anyway, I concentrated on getting the, improving the golf 
and not on getting the grades that I needed to go on one of these fancy university courses. So much so that the offers that I got from university were conditional on me getting these grades. And I didn't get the grades, so I didn't get the offer. And then I got... Um, there's, like, there's like a system in, in England that they use for all the people who don't do as well as they thought they'd done and can't go on the course they want to go on. So instead, of, I was going to do business studies right, in Liverpool because business studies was a great all-round you know, qualification that would help me in the bank. And Liverpool was only like 40 minutes away and um, so that was really good. Anyway didn't get those grades and with the grades I got what I got offered was a place in a place called Swansea right which is in South Wales it's four hours drive on a good day okay and I was going to have to study economics pure economics have you studied economics no you study economics <laughs> you are so blessed. You are so blessed. When you look at the economies of the world and you wonder how anybody can make a subject of studying economics, <laughs> it's because it's like, well, they do that and they do that, and, and anyway, economics. But I thought, well, I, I need to, I need to. So I accepted my offer, right? And off I went. And I stayed one day. And you know when I talk about God surrounding the righteous with favour as a shield? My mum and dad, I'm not really exactly sure where they are in terms of their relationship with God. But they, honestly, they love me like... It's just in, incredible. And, and there's been... There's been one or two moments in my life, well, there's been lots of moments, but there was this particular moment when they demonstrated that love for me, right, really, really practically. So they, they've, we've gone off to uh, Swansea University and we're there, and one day later, I phone them up and I say to them, I'm really, really sorry. I just cannot stand this. I cannot stand the idea of being here for the next three years doing this, can I come home? Of course you can. And they they offered me the you know the uh, the opportunity to go back home. And the following day, my dad, he must have taken a day off work, got in the car, drove four hours to Swansea, picked me up with all my stuff and drove me back to Manchester. Now, it's just God's favour, it's just God's love, it's just God's care, it's just God's protection. Okay. Now, I'd already applied for a job in the bank and been, off, been offered a job in Barclays Bank. Okay. And I, I said to, I said to this, this guy uh, who'd offered me the job, I said, look, I'm, thank you very much for the offer, but I'm going to, uh, I'm going to take up my place at university. So now what do I do? Right? Because it's now the first week in October, so all the jobs that appear for people who've finished their studies have been taken. There's no jobs, and I don't want to go to college. So I thought, well, I'll ring the man at Barclays Bank who offered me a job. Uh, Mr. Cooper, it's Andy Britton here. I don't know whether you remember me, but back in July you offered me a job and I turned it down and I went off to university. Well, I'm, I'm sure that the job's been given to someone else now, but I'm just asking because I'm back here in Manchester, university didn't work. And the guy says to me, well, it's really strange. Every year in Barclays Bank in Manchester, we take 30 students who finish their A-levels and that's how many we recruit, 30. 
and this year so far we've only found 29 so here I am the first week in October when there should be no hope of a job right here's the man offering me a job in Barclays Bank which I accepted I accepted I spent 20 years in Barclays Bank and I played a lot of golf <laughs> and it was great now that's just a bit of my story okay um, and I'm just telling you that because um, I want you to I want you to sort of drink in the fact that you you know you do life and so often acceptance is is conditional on A, B, C, D or E okay but it's just not like that with God it really is not like that with God so um, I want to I show you that um, a couple of ways have you got your um, access to a Bible electronic Bible <coughs> I want us to look at um, Ephesians. That's where my Bible opened up onto. <laughs> if you say chapter two or three, then two. It's really, two. Two. That's where it opened up to. Oh wow! Okay. Yes, is. is that amplified? Yeah. Okay. Great. Hmm. See that's favour right there. There you go. You didn't even have to. You didn't even have to just push it around with the pages. Okay. So Ephesians chapter two and verse four. Okay, and we're just going to look at a few. We're just going to look at a few verses from verse four. Is that all right? You with that? You got that? Yeah. Okay. So. Let's just um, hang on. It's that one. Okay, so do you, do you want to read? Are you in English, Timon? Yeah. At the moment, or German? You're in English. Yeah. Okay. Are you in English? Okay. Right, and your version of the Bible is New King, New King James. Your version is the same. New King James, and yours is amplified, so it'll get amplified in a minute. So, if you re- let's read a verse at a time, okay? So, Timon, you just read verse four, please. But God, who is rich in mercy because of His great love with which He loved us. Okay, right. Let's just stop there. Can you just read it again? But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. Okay, right. Because of his great love. Right? And in the Amplified, as Josh, because I've got the Amplified as well, Mm -hmm. it says, in order to satisfy the great love with which he loved me. I love to personalise the Bible. Just change it. If ever, I I would encourage you, if ever (laughs) you see the word us, right? It's, it can be easy to go at that point you go oh yeah well us doesn't really mean me it just means the holy people who never sin like Andy right do you know do you, do you get that mm. you go oh yeah but I, you don't know what I did this morning so so that us would mean Marek because Marek is just so spiritual right <laughs> and you Right, it's very easy to disqualify. It's one of the devil's tricks. Whenever you see the word "us," you you can get tempted to exclude yourself. So, whenever I want to encourage you, whenever you see the word "us," change it to "me." Right? Okay. Make it personal, because this is a very personal verse. But God. So, in other words. Whatever went before, this is the answer to 
to, to this, right? So here we go. Here's the answer. God wanted to satisfy because of his great love. Okay, hang on. Let's just back up. Just read it one more time. But God who is rich in mercy. Right, okay. Rich in mercy. I want you to be really honest with me now. Do you know what mercy is? Yeah? Yeah, I mean, kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's similar to grace, is it? Yeah. It, yeah, but this is two words. Two very different words. Mercy. The most extreme example of mercy, right, would be... Um, How do you call the Samaritan? Is it the merciful Samaritan? Um, well, mercy generally means you deserve to die because you've been really bad. Okay, but I'm going to I'm going to show you mercy. You can just go to jail for life instead, right? So. That's the most extreme example. You would get life imprisonment if you've murdered someone. Life imprisonment instead of going to the gas chamber. That's what happens in America. Or the electric chair or the drug or whatever. Yeah? God. So what is the most... Right, we're just going to go, go off on a little tangent here. What, what is the most merciful thing you have ever done? In other words, something they really didn't deserve that, they deserved that, but I did this. Can you think of an example of being how you have been merciful? I want you just, we want to celebrate, celebrate you being merciful. Okay, choosing not to kick the cat when it's peed on the carpet, right? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just being silly. You can edit that off the tape, Rebecca. <laughs> can you give me an example of something that you've done? Yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure about the word mercy. Okay. Just well, because we, we don't have a, the right word in German. Oh. Because it's, it's two words in German. Okay. Mean it, and one of it is grace. Grace. And okay. Because okay. yeah. it's, you see, this this really is is very much at the heart of who God is. When it says God is rich in mercy, you see, if you if you look at if you look at the the the, the Christian story through a legalistic lens, you look at a verse. Like I think it's Romans 3.20 where it says all have sinned yeah, do you know that verse? and fallen short of the glory of God God's standard so God's standard is up here it's nobody should sin but we all sin because we were born into sin yeah, right therefore we fall short of God's standard right Now, the Old Testament model, when you sin, was you had to come to God, say you're really sorry, right? But the solution was somebody had to pay a price, or something had to pay a price. So that was why they brought the, the animals and the sacrifice, yeah? They sacrifice the animals, and they, they go to the priest, and the, the animal has to be... Um, uh, completely pure and that's that is acceptable to God right you deserve to die but instead of you dying we'll kill the lamb right the perfect lamb okay God's God's all right now we start again yeah so God shows you mercy right by letting you substitute a lamb does that does that make sense does that you get that or not yeah yeah you, team on you get that it's like it's, yeah I, I think 
what is really hard for me is just that we don't really have a okay. German word for it. All right. But yeah, I am. Okay, I if you, a, a if you, okay, so if you, all right. So um, you go back home. Let's not be too extreme. You go to Germany, and you drive round your town. What is what? How fast are you allowed to drive? Thirty kilometers an hour. Okay. So you drive at forty kilometers an hour, and the policeman with the speed gun gets you. What? What? What do you deserve now? You have to pay. Pay a fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Josh is in the car with you. No, no, actually, no, no, Josh isn't in the car with you. The policeman says, you deserve, you've broken the law, you, de you, you deserve to pay a penalty, but I am going to show you mercy. You don't have to pay the penalty today, don't do it again. So the policeman is showing you mercy. Does that make sense? Now you multiply that up like ha ah, however many times God who is infinite is rich in mercy rich and I I want I want just to sort of focus on that for a second because if I am made in the image of God and the likeness of God and I am complete in Jesus and all those verses I'm in him he's in me then I am rich in mercy. Okay. Which means in my relationships with people, if somebody does something that deserves me to say, right, that's it, I'm not going to be your mate anymore, I can choose to be rich in mercy and continue to love them continue to accept them continue to be friends with them alright and it's a really lovely way to live it's just all about being generous with who you are with who God's made you now God is rich in his mercy okay so that was a and and in order to satisfy the great love that he has for us, verse 5, you read verse 5. Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. Okay. So. Do you think we are getting what we deserve from God? No. What do you think, Timo? No? What? To, Sorry? Depends to what you say you deserve for doing something bad. Okay. Right. So what do you think you deserve for doing something bad? If you say that you deserve punishment for doing something bad, then no. Okay, so you deserve punishment. Okay. So what does God give us instead? Mercy. Mercy. Okay. So... Uh, you've, you know, I, I'm sure that you've, you know, you've thought about this and you've listened to talks about this and you've talked with people about this uh, for, for, forever, you know, like since, for, you know, since, I don't know, the old life. But it's really, for me, it is really, really important that this, this whole thing... Um, you see, even if you, if, even if in, in, in the world in which you live, in your head, you have this 
sort of the way of doing things that says, well, I deserve this, okay? Or I look at God and I look at how God looks at me and, yeah, I, I deserve... The consequences for me of what I've done are punishment. But God is so rich in mercy that even when we were dead, right, we were helpless, he chose to make us alive. Can you just read it again, Mark? Even when we were dead, trespasses made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. By grace you have been saved. Right? By grace you have been saved. We deserved punishment. We didn't get it. We didn't get it. We did not get it. Now, let me ask you another question. Because this really, this really is quite, again, it's quite a key thing. Okay. So, 2,000 years ago, Jesus came, right, lived on earth, died for us, and in that way, you know, dealt with the whole sin thing, yeah? By grace, you have been saved. Okay, you agree with that? Yeah? So... I am not now dead. I am very much alive. <laughs> okay? So the question I now have is well I can under I can I can accept that that explanation for all the things the the sins that I've done up to today. Yeah? Okay? Jesus, uh, thank you that you died for me. Uh, that's all my sin. There you go. I deserve, I deserve death and separation from God. But God, you're so rich in your mercy. You're not giving me that. You're giving me life with Jesus. What happens if I sin tomorrow? What does God do? So my question is, do you believe that? Right? Because this really is where a lot of people, and, and myself, you know, for, for a long, long time, would have got very confused or scared or, or whatever. And a lot of people will teach, okay, that God forgives you sin when you confess it. Okay, so forgiveness is received and or is is God God gives you your forgiveness at the point when you say, God, I'm really sorry. Okay. So unless you believe that I can say sorry for something I haven't done yet, right? Oh I, I, yeah, later on this afternoon I'm gonna I'm gonna thump him, right? I'm going to knock him out, right? He's going to end up in the hospital because he's going to say something that's really, I'm going to get really offended by. Now, God, I'm really sorry for the fact that this afternoon I am going to injure Josh. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that you forgive me now. Right? You, I, so I'm forgiven now for thumping him. So does that mean it's okay to go and thump him? Because <laughs> I'm already forgiven. Right? You see how we can 
the, 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 our understanding of who God is and who we are in our relationship with him can be twisted right now clearly it's not okay I can't sort of get all my forgiveness in the back right okay Jesus I, I just want to confess now all the sins that I am going to do for the rest of my life here on earth thank you for your forgiveness right I'm off sinning now bye <laughs> just going to do it because God you've forgiven me well, I think that is that is a terrible abuse of the gift that God has given. The truth is, God has already forgiven you, okay? Um, but it's a really, really important truth, okay? Right. Let let me put it another way. Let's just. I'm just picking on you. Sorry. No. So so we play the scenario out, okay? And I. Josh says something nasty to me this afternoon and I punch him and break his nose. Okay. But he did say something really nasty, so I was justified in thumping him because I was really upset. And then I realise in a week what a terrible thing I did. So a week from now, next Tuesday, I say, and Josh. I say, say, Josh, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry for punching you. And Josh says, it's okay, Andy, I forgive you. Now, when did Josh forgive me? I think in the moment when you said sorry. When I asked. Okay. What would you say, when did Josh forgive me? So, so you're introducing an, an element of, of doubt here. This is really good. Okay. So you're suggesting, you're suggesting, are you, that it might not be when I ask? Yeah. Oh. What, is, what do you think? Jesus died on the cross. <laughs> you, come on. When, when, when I've punched you on the nose and it's taken me a week to say... Sorry, to, me. to you. When do you forgive me? It's done. I don't know. That's that's my experience. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to trick you. Up. I'm I just trying not. to. Right. What what I'm trying to what I'm trying to get us to see, right, is that the decision to forgive, right, is his. And it is not bait. He can do that any time he wants. He does not have to wait for me to come. Oh, oh, Josh, I'm so sorry. Right? Right? He decides when he forgives. He decides. And God has decided when he forgave. And he is just... It's done. Once it's done, it's done. It's done. And the, the, the consequence of that is that I am now acceptable. Right? Because God has chosen to forgive. And God's decision to forgive makes me acceptable. Alright? And that is the point. Okay. So can I ask you a question? You can ask me... Ask me please ask me a question. So... <clears throat> No, 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 go on. Um, yeah, so, um, I, I just, like, forgiveness. It's like, I don't have a problem with forgiving yeah. anyone for anything, yeah. right? Yeah. So, it's like, like, for example, Sharon came up to me and apologized for something in church. Yeah. And I was just like, I, I, I just never held anything yeah. against you anyway. Yeah. So, because... I, I just think all of that, whatever sin is, whatever, mm. you know, all of that stuff that can hurt us, it's just been done on the cross. It's yeah. all gone. Yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't really exist in my world. So, for, and, and like, you know, even some, I went through a period of really just saying sorry to God quite often yeah. for things that I was doing. And Jesus just kept saying to me straight after, 
it's already done. Yeah. You've already been forgiven. Yeah. Yeah. But, but he always said, you know, but thank you. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, for, for doing that because he likes to have that communion with yeah, me yeah, yeah, yeah. and that conversation. But it's like, but now I, I'm at the point where it's like, well, like, just it's all done on the cross. So, and I know that yeah. there is a lot of releasing forgiveness. Yeah. But I just feel like I'm just free of it all. So yeah. maybe there's not a need to forgive because okay. I've, I already forgive them. Yeah. Because I'm one with God. Yeah. Who's forgiven us all. Okay. So well, what do you say? The, about th- the, 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 the thing the thing about it is, it says confess your sins one to another that you might be healed. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So that aspect you know of going to somebody and saying oh, I'm really sorry okay you I think it's important at that moment to be generous and demonstrate the reality okay. by saying I forgive you <coughs> okay because if that brings closure to the person doing the confessing then that's really helpful Um, I think the mistake we make so often is oh it's okay it doesn't matter right and that is it does matter it matters immensely because if I'm waiting to hear you say right I forgive you in order for me to feel free on yeah. my journey yeah. then for you to go oh, I saw I, I, I didn't even think about it you know because yeah. it's all so I'm not you wouldn't be that crass but you know you know I, I think but, but you even yeah, yeah I, I would love us to think like that yeah I, I, I would love us to think more like that yeah. and act in that yeah but the generous thing is you see because if you think about God, right, you think, if he already knows the answers to everything, mm. why do we, you know, why do we pray, why do we talk to him? Because that's what a relation, that's what you do in relationships, yeah, yeah. right? And he's choosing to be in relationship with me and the yeah. confines I have of time and space and health and energy, yeah. right? And he's, lim- in that sense... Is he limiting himself? I don't know, but he's 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 in there with me, and I'm doing it on my terms and trying to understand how he does it on his terms. Yeah. But he doesn't say to me, Andy, stop it, stop. You know, you know. Don't, have you not got it yet? You're already forgiven. You're already forgiven. When I say, God, I'm really sorry, I hear him say, I forgive you. Yeah. Right. Now that, but I've come to believe that that forgiveness is not conditional on me asking. Okay. I am already accepted. Right. I'm already forgiven. I'm already in that place of oneness. Yeah. So. And it's so it's good to demonstrate that as well. Yes. Our relationships. Why are we? Let's take a, take a two-minute just break because I'm, I'm, I'm conscious I've, I've gagged on a bit, and there's 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 in the last fifteen minutes between well two-minute break, and then I want to talk I want to talk about one other little thing. Is that okay? I'm not yeah. sending you to sleep. You get some sleep. <sighs> Shake. Where's the biscuits? We need biscuits. They're in the cupboards. There's oh, some. Oh, there's that. Oh, no, they haven't. Basketball game. Someone stay up with you. There you go. Chocolate. So, how long does it take for the basketball game to be played? How long? 
three hours. Three hours. Yeah. And but in actual game time. Four quarters. Four quarters of how many? Twelve minutes. Twelve? Yeah. Wow. So it's actually forty-eight minutes of playing. Yes. Wow. And is the gap between the first quarter and the second quarter, is that a set amount of time? Yeah, but only five minutes. Alright. And is there a limit to the number of timeouts they can have? Yeah. I think it's eight timeouts. In the whole thing? Yeah. Right. And how many, is there any limit to the number of times they can swap the players around? But they, that's not an, they don't interrupt the game for that. They just change the players if they want to. So that's a rolling thing, that doesn't stop the game. We're just having two minutes, just to, because I'm, I'm talking too much. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you for listening to the Destiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.